Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Greetings, friends, and welcome into the Orthodox Church of the Coldies, a live broadcast heard every Sabbath. We are doing the Sabbath lection. Yes, it is read throughout Christendom. We use the Anglican basic lectionary text we have for the morning and evening services. Yes, the biblical times of prayer at every time we are to pray. And we do the Lord's Prayer. We do recommend that every family lead, have some leaders who will start doing the prayers, but lead by example in love. Praise Yahweh. That was understood in the first century, and there's still a lot of Orthodox who do the morning and evening prayers. But really, almost any church in the world will agree you should pray as much as you can. And pray without ceasing. So if you can have a set time where everyone is organized to pray together, then they'll be all for it, I'm sure, as we all should be. And if you can structure yourself better, like Christ said when he was asked what's the greatest commandment, he gave the temple prayer, Shema Israel. Okay? He said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love Yahweh Elohim with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That is the first and greatest commandment. So he sang the songs that they sing two times a day at the temple, morning and evening. Uh, that is an uh, established fact. Even today, the Jews were mostly not even true Israelites any longer, but as they became a new he- people no longer related to the Hebrews, uh, that uh, still is preserved to this day, that very same prayer that Christ said was that greatest commandment. So we have set prayers, and he told us even daily, we are to pray for this day's daily bread. Yes, <laughs> we all know that, that prayer that we all pray. And so we're going to open with that prayer, and we're going to admonish everyone to just share in that good news, because I tell you, it is so great to put our lives with him first, not only on the daily and the evening service to pray, that is, in the morning and the evening, to start our days and to end our days. But we have the Sabbath that is to be kept holy, one of the Big Ten Commandments. And so we have a wonderful time rejoicing, having set it apart from all other days, resting from all of our works, all stresses, just putting our lives in his hands, rejoicing and celebrating like never before. I mean... Sabbath should be a celebration like winning the World Cup, you know. Really, every week we have this celebration where we are rejoicing that every enemy of Yahshua, Jesus the Christ, has been destroyed. Yes, we're celebrating the thousand-year reign of Christ where every knee does bow and every tongue does confess he is Lord, and we have no problems anymore. So this is what we celebrate, and we 
have much to rejoice in. Yes, we're commanded to come into his presence with thanksgiving and go into his courts with praise. But he says, let his praise continually be in our mouth and rejoice in Yahweh always. And again, I say rejoice. Well, the Sabbath psalm goes like this. It is a good thing to give thanks unto Yahweh and to sing praises unto his name, O Most High. And so this is what we do every Sabbath, at least every Sabbath, you have to set a standard. That's why we have to set prayer times. If you don't set a time, you're just going to miss it. So that's not just your own personal prayer time. This, what I'm talking about, is corporate prayer time. When you pray together with us, when you say, Our Father who art in heaven, you're praying with the whole church, wherever we are. You're covering as a general prayer all the problems when you continue using that prayer where it goes on to say, forgive us our trespasses and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You know, even if you're praying by yourself, you're still pretty pray, you're praying with a immense multitude. You're you're you are praying with such a great cloud of witnesses. Okay, <laughs> it, it says you know he is the head and we are the body. And all those who went before us and all those who are with us now, wherever they are in the earth, there is a communion. Okay? When we pray, we're all praying together. And it says in heaven they are praying for us. And so we are all in unity praying those general prayers for each day, what, what's needed, that deliverance. Okay? Because evil is coming, that's for sure. Okay? We either choose Yahweh or we don't. It says, lukewarm are going to get spit out of his mouth. We love his commandments. That's what it says. It's going to be written on our hearts. That means we love it. And we found out that it's the good news, and we have joy and delight in it. Well, better. <laughs> Either, otherwise, we need help from Yahweh, and we need help of the Holy Spirit, who will write those commandments on our That's the work of Pentecost. That was the day that Yahweh wrote the tablets. On the day of Pentecost, the feast day that we celebrated two weeks ago, that was the day that the Ten Commandments were written. That was the day that the tongues of fire came down upon the heads of the 70 elders in the upper room. Yahweh is doing a great work. In Hebrews 3 and 4, it says that He is. you're going to hear his voice on Sabbath, and that he didn't speak of another day. Now you're going to hear his word spoken. Yes, you put 24 hours aside is a holy day in a special way to hear his voice it says and it says he didn't speak of another day so as strong as you might people might want to say sunday it still says he's lord of the sabbath and he didn't speak of another day seventh day of the week it says remains that's what it says we believe it you know and the orthodox of the world have continued to keep sabbath as not only understood as being the seventh day of the week but also that we all have opportunity to keep it. And Yahweh has made sure we have it preserved. We have had it preserved. Thousands have been keeping it in every generation and teaching it to our mainstream Christians who have been staying within what's called the remnant. Okay, There has always been this. It's universal. It's known everywhere. Okay, That's what it means. That basically the seventh day of the week Saturday is Sabbath, and that's a day to keep holy. It's a day for convocation, it says, or a rehearsal. 
Yes, they have a rehearsal. Seventh day of the week is the day that we are in corporate worship together. That's part of the commandment. It says, you shall proclaim them holy convocations. That's what it says. Forever. Holy convocation means to have an assembly rehearse together. So you're doing a, a form of worship, form of assembly. Now, it can't just be just you and your family. you got to be calling other people. That's what it says. You shall proclaim them holy convocations. That means getting other people involved to hear the word of God. We have a smaller service. It's more of an outreach, what we have here, that we do go through the lectionary uh, generic kind of way of, of going through the Word of God. Successful not only in our ministry, but in ministries around the world. They just go through the Word of God. That's what we're doing here today. And today our lectionary text is from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. So if you'll turn there with me in your Bibles, we're going to begin with a word of prayer. Let us bow our heads, put our minds totally on him, not on any things in the world, not on the flesh, not on the phones that are now ringing, but putting them away and good for the future. Yes, so let's forget about ourselves, magnify Yahweh and praise Him. That's a wonderful song. We become still. It says, be still and know that I am Yahweh. It says, to look to that which is unseen, not to that which is seen. And so we bow our heads and close our eyes. We take our minds off any distraction of this world. We just take a moment to put our mind and our thinking and our hearts on him and to love him with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind and all our strength. It's a very wonderful thing to just take that moment because we're all busy through the day. We take that moment now with his people and rejoice and praise him. That is all in the prayer that he gave us. That's a great prayer of victory and rejoicing. So let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. Give those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Praise Yahweh. Yes, hallelujah. We praise Him all the day long. This is what His praise continually be in our mouth. Rejoice in Him always. Be filled with the Spirit. He says, be speaking with each other in psalms and hymns and making melodies in our hearts to Yahweh. Yes, throughout the day. And yes, there are times where we might have made a trespass against someone. and Maybe we just hurt their feelings. Well, that's why we pray. Let's forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. People have quenched the Holy Spirit and said something out of turn or something that may even have been very borderline uh, as, as quenching the Spirit. 
of love, that spirit of Yahweh. And so that is where perhaps we have to realize, wow, I wasn't yielded to the spirit at that time. Wow, I went into the flesh. Or wow, I was a bit negative. Or yeah, I didn't care. Because that's a big part of it is caring. Okay, Love, it says, beloved, love one another. Okay? It says, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Do you wonder why some people just don't care about certain things? As it says right there, because they don't know God. It says, for God is love. Okay. They don't know God. Because he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Some don't have that feeling, but we are to be full of the Spirit. He is the head and we are the body. He is to work in us. He who was, he who is, and he who is to come. We have much good news going on all the time. And we're just going to do these commandments. Yes. So it is great news that we have for everyone. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It says, Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent and bold towards you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence. Wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. So here he is dealing with people who are looking at his boldness in the spirit, only looking at it according to the flesh. Okay, but we know, and it says continues on, for the Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought into the obedience of Christ. And having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Do you look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts himself that he is Christ, let him himself think again that as he is Christ, even so are we Christ. For although I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which Yahweh hath given us for edification and not for your destruction, I should not be ashamed, that I may not seem as if I would terrify you by letters, for his letters, say they, are weighty and powerful. But his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. Let such an one think this, that such as we are in word by letters, when we are absent, such will we be also indeed when we are present. So he's speaking about that there are those who didn't think of him as so great, and there are also those who think of him too highly. Mainly when he was away, they thought quite highly, but in, in person they thought of him quite lowly. He's saying that really, not to fulfill anyone's flesh to look to the outward appearance, because he's, he's a man who's been beaten many times to death. He'd been stoned twice. You know, I'm sure he had many injuries. He, he spoke about a thorn in his flesh that he wouldn't be too puffed up and exalted above measure. So he, you had to really be seeking Yahweh. And so a lot of people wouldn't want to deal, they're amazed 
And so he also said he didn't want to exert his authority or be puffed up too much as well. Although he does have authority in Christ to to do a few things here and there. And he understood the structures. They had in every synagogue was converted to a church. Okay? And they understood. It says in every city was the law of Moses preached every seventh day. That was every in every city. Okay? And it says he preached in every synagogue. So there was this organized structure. They understood what was going on. Okay, And when he says, look, there are those who say this and that. Now, he was talking about in a very good and organized way of reaching people. But he's asking them, please, just, look, I'm trying to be meek here. The word of God is powerful. But please, he says in verse 2, But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence, for with I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. See, that's the thing. It's all spiritual. Spiritual warfare going on, okay? In verse 11, let such a one think this, that such as we are in word by letters, when we are absent, such will we be also indeed. So it's not just about the appearance. It's the deeds. They have to have confidence in the deeds and to know and to have faith that he produces and he does what the word of God says. And he will not slack. Okay? What happens is people look at the outward appearance and they go, oh, that's just Stephen Christ. It's, oh, that's just Joseph's son. right? And they said, well, how can we believe? It says because they didn't believe in certain cities, no one could be healed in the whole city. Because they all said, oh, we know him. He, that's just Joseph's son, for example. Wasn't he the son of the carpenter? You know, but when it's like it says, a prophet is not received in his own territory. You go into another area, it's kind of like, okay, that's impressive that you've come all this way. So they listen, right? That's that according to the flesh thing that he's kind of saying, look, I'm beseeching you, please don't just go by the appearance. We need to go by the word. We need to go by what you say is what you're going to do, you know. And go all the way in the power and authority of God. I mean, imagine how hard it would be, you know. I mean, coming there and all lowly, let's say he's halfway crippled. He's been wounded. He's been beaten with clubs. He's been stoned to death twice, okay. And to go there, you know, and could probably barely hold himself up. It says he, he looks meek in front of everyone, right? And to deal with the people who are just saying, well, look, this guy does obviously isn't anything. But he can go there and puff himself up and go, hey, look, I am the son of so-and-so, and I am a so-and-so, and I have been ordained, and Yahshua himself came down, and he could try and get on the flesh, right? He's trying not to do any of that. Okay, that's what I see here. Okay, verse 12. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. Okay? So there's a lot who are just going, oh, yeah, is he big, is he small, so on and so forth. No, that's really not what we're supposed to be doing. But we will not boast, because we should really look at everyone, give everyone that same opportunity of 
going in the full power of doing the great and mighty things. Like each person is like a walking President Trump, for example, you know, just ready to conquer, you know, and not to, because we're all just going to be doing our duty what it is to do. It says, what is the whole duty of man? It says, fear Yahweh and keep his commandments. Gathering together on Sabbath is nothing extra. Remember, he said, if you do all that's commanded, you just say, we are unprofitable servants, having only done that which is our duty to do. And our forefathers have set forth this foundation that we have. We have no issues to say, oh, we're great because, oh, yes, we just did it all ourselves. No, we've had all this handed to us. No, we're just standing where we are, actually. And, you know, if we're just having a little bit of faith. And, you know, even our forefathers might have even had a, little, a lot more faith, actually. But, you know, praise Yahweh, those who were in the country did go to the far reaches of the earth, as it says, and they did establish and get the gospel started up in all these different areas. And that's also covered in this passage. All that I'm saying you here is going to be reiterated in a deeper way to you in the following verses. Verse 13. But we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God hath distributed to us, a measure we reach even unto you we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reached not unto you. For we are come as far as to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ. Yes, all the way in Corinth. Where we're reading from, this is writing to the Corinthian saints, which is quite a distance. It also says he was in Spain and ministered there. Macedonia, okay, Rome, Okay, all of these areas that were France, even it's in there. Scythia is in there. It's all in there. Okay, for the apostles going all over the place in Britain as well. It's in there too. In there, British royal family is they're in there too. Going back and forth to Britain. In our regular Bibles, it's in history. Throughout his uh, throughout many nations, all confirming. Verse 15, not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of other men's labors. See, when we're boasting, saying like, oh yeah, I did this and stuff. Like, come on, that's what other men have done before us. And, you know, we are to, to be a good worker. And based on realist things, Getting accomplished, reaching out to the people in front of us, not just trying to remeasure ourselves and remeasure ourselves and say, oh yes, oh yes, no, we have to get the gospel out and reach and touch people, touch those who are near us as well, let the Holy Spirit flow to reach everyone who, are, who God has given us. Okay. Halfway through verse 15. It is not of other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased that we shall be enlarged. So there's some who are looking backwards, right? Who are saying, oh, yeah, so the past, look where we got, blah, blah, blah. No. We should be looking forward, but having hope when your faith is increased that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly. That's by our good, strict observance. It says if you're not 
your righteousness is not exceeding the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not in any case enter the kingdom of heaven. He says, all the commandments are good, not one of them is grievous. Okay? That's what Christ said. David said all his all the commandments are liberty and freedom and very broad. Only the only bondage it's talking about anywhere in the New Testament is sin. Sin. Okay, we're saved by grace. It says unto good works. People live out the other half of the verse. All good news. It's all liberty. Every bit of his law is liberty. To do what you've been designed to do at the highest possible level of capacity and even higher. If you'll now get to the bottom foundation, okay, Christ is the law. He was the law. He wrote the law. He's the word made flesh. He is everything, and he helps us fulfill. Not yet all been fulfilled until the whole nation, his people, are doing many, many more things. And after heaven and earth passes away, it says, still not one jot or tittle will pass from the law. That's what he said in Matthew 5. Not one jot or one tittle will pass away from the law. Not even after heaven and earth passes away, and not until all the prophecies have been fulfilled in the entire book. Then, then, maybe, after the thousand-year reign of Christ, and the lion lays down with the lamb, and all these prophecies are fulfilled on the national level, and every knee does bow, and every tongue does confess, and after the thousand-year reign of Christ, maybe, and after, you know, we've really seen that finally you shall no longer need to teach your man to know God. That's when it says the new covenant is written on their hearts. Of the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It says that's who's going to have the new covenant. They're going to have it. The house of Judah and the house of Israel, not anyone else. I'll make it with them, he says. I'll write my laws, which he wrote. Eternal Yahweh God, Yahshua, who it says, was there, and he laid the foundations of the earth, and he wrote as Yahweh eternal. He pre-existed this planet, and he wrote the covenants. There's not just one covenant, so don't get me wrong on that. There's so many covenants okay, in the scriptures. Oh, but he threw out the, this covenant or that covenant. Covenant and that they don't even know which one they're talking about. They just say everything is everything in the New Testament too is old covenant. You know they threw everything out. That's what they're saying. Nope, it doesn't say that at all. The law of sin and death crucified, but that's to those who receive Him. Those who reject Him, it says they'll. It says. They who despised Moses' law were killed without mercy under two witnesses. How much more sore punishment shall you receive having trampled the blood of the Son of Yahweh? Okay. There are those who think they're still under grace when the sodomy laws are broken and they don't even believe and they don't even confess their sins. Still, you have to confess your sins. And then it says, and he will be faithful and just to wash and cleanse you of all sin and unrighteousness. Yes, we have to confess. You don't. Sorry, Charlie. You're in trouble. Everybody who, I mean, let's say you say that you want to, you know, be friends with someone, right? And then you just go punch them across the face, right? 
And you said that you wanted to be friends with him, right? And you just go and punch him straight across the face. Now, let's say you do that every day, three times a day, right? Well, yeah, okay, if you tell your brother, sorry, and I'm trying to control my arm, blah, blah, blah. He's going to say, okay, I forgive you. But if you just do it and you say, this is my identity. This is who I am. I'm expressing myself, blah, blah, blah. Well, what happens is you get hit too many times in the head. You got to go to the hospital and probably you're going to get really bad brain damage. Isn't that right? Okay. So if someone has that as their identity, obviously they haven't been converted to have the new identity in Christ. Right? Same thing with thieves. You know, put a label on yourself and call yourself a protected group. I'm a protected group. I'm called thief. And that's what I'm going to be till the day I die. And I just want everyone to respect this. No, that doesn't work with any of the sins. Adultery. I'm just an adulterer. I just want to go take other men's wives or women take other men's husbands. You know, the, um, other women's husbands and these kind of things. Sin. It's all sin. And when you start promoting sin, it's wickedness. And it's proof that you're not with God. You don't have his love. But also, you don't want to be with him. You're not with him. When you slip up, I was telling you the big sins. Oh, we're talking about little sins. Because he said, don't leave the other ones undone. Okay, that was talking. He said, tithing the mint and the cumin. He says, you tithe the mint and the cumin, he told the Pharisees. Right? You've omitted the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and love, right? He says, these ought you have done, you should have done, but not to leave the other undone, right? That's tithing the mint and the cumin in your field. Take 10% and giving it to the church, giving it to Yahweh, okay? Because let there be meat in my house that I might, you might prove me that I'll open the windows of heaven and to be more than enough for you. Blessing is says he'll open up unto you. So it says, you've robbed me of tithes and offerings. You've stolen from the living God and you've taken the meat out of his house. Okay? That's what it says. But you prove me now herewith that there might be meat in my house. In his church, we're not talking about single families and people here or there. We're talking about his elite. Okay, the word ecclesia means the elite. Those who are keeping the feasts and the Sabbath, the church, they're calling people every single feast and Sabbath day. They must assemble. Calling people to get, it's just our duty to do. It's nothing special. Okay? And it's been in every generation. It must be to trying to be stronger as time goes on. It says his church will become without spot or wrinkle and that he'll be a witness of the kingdom. That's his law governance for nations. Yes, it is a sin. 70% of the sins are national sins. have nothing to do with personal level. So when you pray, forgive us our trespasses, we're talking about things like how they're taxing the nation, how they haven't, you know, thrown off. It says you shall have no other rulers before me. And they have backslidden. Now we're to... Try and at least make room for that we can at least keep the commandments to say, as our original constitution said, that our union had one aim, 1639 till, till, till now. It says our union is, for, this constitution is for the perfecting of the union. Well, the only union for 400 years, it says, for the perpetual, perpetual means going on forever. 
union or confederation is the advancement of the kingdom of Jesus Christ and maintaining the purity of the gospel. That's the one aim of our union. And that's been continued on until today. And as we fall short of that, making the one aim of our union, advancement of the, it is still the only thing that's unified anything in the nation. Okay? Still is today. There is so much chaos because there's a lack of it. That's why because there's a lack of the unity, the union that was the only union. Grace of Yahweh. You should see how other nations are in Europe and so on and so forth. They just have taken away all freedom. Can't do anything. Okay? And that's what's starting to become in America, sadly. And what will happen then, it's as they remove God out of everything, it's just going to be probably like Bolshevism. Go out without honor, just start killing all the Christians. have to blame someone for the problems. For the last 400 years, America was for the advancement of the kingdom of Jesus Christ and maintaining that that was our only union is still to So we, when we confess, forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. We are confessing all the sins of the people. Now, we're going to be a witness to the kingdom, at least a remnant a witness to the kingdom to all the world. And then the end shall come. They will know his governance. They will know his law. They will see it. They will see his glory. And it says, then the end shall come. Praise Yahweh. And so that's what we look forward to. Let's continue on. We have uh, a couple more verses, two verses to go. Ah, three small verses. To preach the gospel in the regions beyond you and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. But he that glorieth, let him glory in Yahweh. Or not that he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom Yahweh commendeth. So I hope that's been a blessing to everyone. Right now, in the name of Yahshua, that this word will be shown in each and every heart. Courage to your great Sabbath as you have told us. He that turns his foot from doing his own pleasure and not seeking his own Sabbath, but fully into delight in your Sabbath that you promised us that then we will find our delight in Yahweh, and then you shall cause us to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed us with the heritage of Jacob our father, with such as greatest blessings ever possible on planet Earth. Hallelujah. I pray more people will be encouraged to keep the Sabbath this day and each and week going forward as part of just being basic converted in your thank you for giving us the commandments that are not options pray the people will be charged go forward in his love good news each and every do it with that spirit reach people calmness and peace ability and name of Yahshua we pray receiving it all is done praying for the coming week Blessed each and every person, stronger, being built up, being led and guided, delivered from evil, going forward, accomplishing and multiplying, and making the fields grow, build up your church till we all be gathered from the corners of the earth, one, one loaf. In the name of Yahshua, we pray. Hallelujah.
right now on Sabbath and continuing the feast day. That's today. It's a lot of food and it's like a party day, but we have it in our own places, not going real too much. Very well planned thing, of course, so that we don't uh, get snared. Praise Yahweh and take care and have a wonderful, wonderful Sabbath. Great day celebrating what Yahshua has. He's given us too.